0: everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bearded Levites podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Taylor Johnson, and with me, as always, is my fellow co-host.
1: I'm Jeremy. What's up, everybody?
0: There we go. So, we are, uh, if everything has gone according to plan, which at this point is plan B, um, this episode is dropping January 6th, which seemed apropos because today's primary topic is going to be the season of Epiphany which starts on the 6th. We're going to have a few like seasonally themed episodes here uh, in the coming months as we cycle through a lot more seasons. Uh, we'll have Lent, we'll have Easter, we'll get Pentecost in there, um, which is a day my seminary friends will tweet at me instantly about that if I don't say it's just a day. Um, so... <laughs> We'll make some other stuff in there as well, but just kind of give you all a heads up of what's coming. Um, Once you get to Advent, which if you're not sure what Advent is, see our previous episode on Advent. Indeed. Um, We start to cycle through seasons pretty quick. So we'll have a bunch of those coming up. So if that's your jam, uh, and hold on, you're in for the ride of your life. If that's not your favorite thing that we do, I hope you stick with us, but know that this will not be like, the entire rest of the podcast forever and ever I'm in, we will talk about other things.
1: Sure. But it is fun. I mean, it's like you said that we, kind of hit, you kind of go through this season of you start, you're coming out of summer where you're just kind of in what for the church, there's not really anything Um, known as ordinary time. Right. Yeah. And so, Is not because it's ordinary and plain,
0: even though that works super well for what it is. (laughs) Right. right. uh, It's because it's ordinal, like the first, second, third, fourth, whatever, after Epiphany. Right. Um, But yeah, it lasts like 25, 27 weeks. Like it is, it's really long.
1: Yeah. And so you you have this time that moves from, you know, almost kind of, here we go, not really anything going on. All of a sudden we hit uh, Advent, which leads us into Christmas tide which leads us into Epiphany, which leads us into Lent, which leads us into Easter. And yep. then we're back to... Which leads us to
0: the day of the <laughs> And then, cool. Cool, here we go. Yeah, like <laughs> we're going to do this for a while.
1: So it's fun, though. It's good to talk about. It. It's fun to talk about, um, particularly Epiphany. So let's talk, Taylor, let's talk today about, um, let's talk about Epiphany and, and really kind of how coming out of Christmas, what does that... What is it about? Why don't you lead us through at first, just kind of talking about what it is. I mean, if we have yeah, some listeners yeah. who don't really know what, what epiphany is, I mean, that kind of, that let's start with the, let's well, it's start it's with what. not
0: know what it is. Cause I feel like of all the like church holy days and things, it's the easiest to overlook. Sure. Um, it gets kind of caught up in the wash of, man, we're all super tired from Christmas and new year's, um, and then we get into the flow of a new year and we're already now as a church typically looking towards Easter. And so, yeah, it's super easy for Epiphany to get lost in the hangover. Um, but it is, so it's January 6th every year. It's one of the few that has a hard date of when it actually is. Uh, and granted I say that that's for the Western church. It's different for the East. Um, but as I'm not an Eastern Christian, I'm not going to speak to that a whole lot because I don't want to speak to it incorrectly um but it so the like modern epiphany what we really celebrate on that day now is the visitation of the magi so the the wise men from the east the if you think of the song we three kings like it that it's that event where those people come and visit the the baby but probably not newborn jesus uh because in that story herod also orders like males two years and younger so there's a there's a time frame in there window. that might, yeah, yeah, yeah. might be a little bit older um and they come and they follow the star um the whole deal and they bring gold frankincense and myrrh and they like bow down and worship and adore hence adoration of the magi uh this little toddler jesus yeah. um so that's that that's that's the story that epiphany celebrates and commemorates historically there are some others though that it commemorates which now had just been worked into like the lectionary texts Hmm. for that day uh so to make sure that we all build like a common vocabulary uh, um lectionary is a prescribed order of scripture texts to be used in church each week uh there's a there's multiple lectionaries the most common is what is known as the revised common lectionary uh and so when i say the lectionary that's the one i mean it's the one most churches especially most churches that i'm assuming most of our audience is american i i don't know in my mind our audience is mostly our friends and family that's right they're here so um Yeah. This is the one that if you go to a church in the States that uses a lectionary, like 99 times out of a hundred, this is most
1: likely. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely.
0: Um,
1: so, and and your, your church may, you know, your church may not even use one or you may not even know you're using it. Um, it, it may be, it may be just for the pastor or the worship planners or whoever, you know, I had a, I had a series, we had a, the last church I was a part of, uh, the pastor used it for a year. Um, but he just based his sermons on what those scripture, what those scripture readings and what the, what the passages were for the lectionary for that year. Um, I don't remember if we were on a, B or C, but he was, you know, he was, he was just following that, that thing for the rest of the church. We just thought he was, we thought we were just, you know, studying these various portions of the Bible as he, as we went through
0: it. Uh, lectionary tends to be just kind of like a background thing. It's not going to be the, in your face, like, oh, we do a lectionary. Kind of thing, but yeah, it will be kind of baked in on the behind the scenes part. And if you're just a lay person in the pews, it either way, you're going to hear scripture. Right. Uh, And when Jeremy said he didn't know if it was A, B or C, the revised common lectionary is on a three year cycle. year a year B and year C. And fun fact that recycles every Advent. Advent starts the church year. Um, Yeah. So, um, but so for, and what's funny is I say, like most churches use the revised common lectionary. We don't. (laughs) We use what's known as the narrative lectionary. So I'm my own exception. Um, Narrative lectionary is a (laughs) four-year cycle, and it's really cool. Uh, Check out narrative lectionary. I love it because there's only one passage to choose from each week. Maybe a secondary, but it's really like here's the primary passage. Uh, The revised common lectionary has four. This is an episode that's turning into being about lectionaries and not epiphany. Um, The the revised common lectionary will always have like an Old Testament reading and a psalm and a gospel reading and an epistle Mm -hmm. reading narrative lectionary just has like here's your passage here you go mm. and like the entire fall semester is the old testament mm. and i love it old testament needs to get it's more good. screen time
1: needs to get some more love yeah, yeah. Right. i'm i'm down with that
0: yeah love the old testament but uh but yeah for revised common lectionary like the text for epiphany is always the matthew 2 like adoration of the magi text
1: mm.
0: but then You start to get into the other two historic celebrations of Epiphany, which are the baptism of Jesus and uh, the first miracle at the wedding at uh, Cana of Galilee, where he turns water into wine. Yes. So if you look in the past, which we can do another episode at some point about like the history of all this stuff, but um, essentially these were the three different Epiphanies that were celebrated. Mm. um and it's it's not just arbitrary it can feel a little arbitrary like okay well we we
1: picked three cool stories i guess right. right. um but there's a theme in there
0: yeah and yeah. it's named appropriately like epiphany is also a weird name but like it it's all on purpose so each of these different days each of these events that epiphany celebrates is an epiphany it's uh a moment of understanding, a moment of clarity, a moment of revelation about who Jesus is. Right. And so adoration of the Magi is the revelation of Jesus to the Gentiles. Jewish kid, born to Jewish parents, traveled for Jewish holiday. Like he is Jewish. His family is Jewish. He's in a Jewish community. And then here come these three random Gentiles who know what's up. Right. Right. Who have come not just like we followed a weird star we saw and now we found a baby. Um, No, No, like there's,
1: they 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 had the they had at least some type of knowledge to know. Yeah, that that who they were looking because when they came to Herod they said, "We're looking for the baby who is born King of the Jews." Like they they knew who they were looking for.
0: They knew the prophecies. They yep. knew what was up. And so they then find this child and they bow down and adore and offer the gift. So that's the revelation of Jesus to the Gentiles. Yeah. Um, Jesus's baptism is the revelation of Jesus's identity down and up. He gets dunked clouds part dove descends. This right. is my son. Like pretty explicit. Right. Um, yeah so we get that like very obvious and pretty straightforward revelation of Jesus's identity.
1: Yeah. And even in that moment where John, you know, John the baptizer who says, yeah, this is Jesus. This is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Like we're telling you who this is. He must increase. I must decrease. That's where that, that's what that passage is about. So yeah, I love, I love that. Perfect.
0: And then uh, the third one is that revelation of Jesus's power. Mm. So that first miracle um, it also might be a revelation that Jesus was a little bit, bit of a mama's boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, mom, it's not my time yet. No, 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 no. Just do what he says. And I, just, I in my head, I really want it to be Jesus going, mom. Oh, fine. Yeah, I don't I know. I highly doubt that's how it went with Jesus complaining like Napoleon. Yeah, yeah. But I like in my head, I like that image.
1: Um, I, I've said this before, but I it's one of my favorite just the moment because this is one of those moments where, uh, and I think only Jesus could get away with it, but he calls his he calls his mom, a woman, uh, mm-hmm. in some translations where he says, woman, it's not my time. It's like, man, if I call my mom, a woman, she'd have slapped me uh, into next week. But, you know, yeah.
0: my mother is wonderful. She didn't really like spank us. We weren't whipped. I think if I had ever looked at her and said, "Like, woman, Hmm. <laughs> It's a brand new day in the Johnson household now. Like, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, we're not playing that game. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's super weird. I and maybe it was a thing that made sense in the day. Whoo, it doesn't make sense now. No, thank you. (laughs) But yeah, so that's like the day of Epiphany and then the season of Epiphany, which is uh so for little technical details, it's a season of variable length. Because it's all then based on when Ash Wednesday happens and starts Lent, which is based on when Easter happens, happens, which is not a set day. Hmm. It's Easter, man, nothing speaks to the possible pagan roots of Christianity, uh, Holy Days. (laughs) When you calculate the the date of Easter, it's the first Sunday after the first full moon after the vernal equinox. And just like, yeah, sure. That absolutely sounds pagan. <laughs> um, but that's where we're going to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, so once you set that, then everything kind of backs up from there for when right. epiphany ends. Um, no idea how long it is this year. That would have been a great thing for me to calculate before well, we start recording Easter, this. And, early can, this year. and everybody can now do that on their own.
1: Yeah. It's Easter, an interactive podcast. Yeah. Easter's early this year. Um, it falls, I think, the first week of April. Isn't it? I think that's
0: right. That's true. Yeah, um, and so yeah, it is pretty early.
1: So it'll be a a pretty short, I would think. Then it'll be a short. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's not going to be. Yeah, that, that puts uh, Ash Wednesday what into February. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be what, maybe five weeks of Epiphany. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, so so that's like. Story wise, scripture wise, that's Epiphany. The adoration of the Magi, the baptism of Jesus, and the miracle at the wedding at Cana.
1: Yeah, kind of the whole. Good. No, I was gonna say just kind of behind, the whole idea behind Epiphany. I think for me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is is the idea of we are. It's the revelation of Christ. Yes, it's yeah. it's that it's that it's that revealing of who he is, kind of like when Peter said, uh, when Jesus says, who do you say I am? And Peter's response was, well, you are the Christ, mm-hmm. you're the son of the living God. And and and, and Jesus says, yes, you're right. Um, the You know, the spirit has showed you this and it's upon this this fact, this statement, I'm going to build my church. Right. So it's yeah. that it's yeah. that revelation of who jesus is that's i mean that's kind of the idea behind epiphany
0: yeah but we couldn't call it the season of revelation because we have a yeah we of a whole, revelation. <laughs> and i
1: don't think <laughs> i want to live
0: through the season <laughs> of the book of revelation and i'm not one who necessarily believes it's literal prophecy i see it more as allegory and apocalyptic uh in in its purpose i still don't need a season of that in general, like, no, thank you. So, Epiphany, it is uh, good. the church fathers and mothers busted out a thesaurus and went, Well, we can't call it Revelation. How about Epiphany? Yeah, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, not I, like not that. work, I like,
0: but I also think it makes sense because of what I think Epiphany actually does. Like, um, so the music theorist in me, um, mm. like, in like tonal harmony, Western tonal harmony. Everything's got a, a, a function. Everything's got a job. So, like, the C major chord sounds like a C major chord, but in the key of C, it does something different than it does in the key of G than it does in the key of F. It's the same notes. like right. it's, it's the same stories, but when you put it in the context of the year of Advent to Christmas to Epiphany to Lent, and, or you put it in the context of, like, your own spiritual life. It, it does something. Yeah. Got a job. It's got a function. It's got a vector. Yeah. And it just, so I feel like Advent's Advent's the prep. We're getting ready. Hmm. Uh, Jesus is coming and we prepare by engaging our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our souls in the ideas of hope and peace and joy and love. Um, and we prepare both for the coming to begin the story as well as the coming to end the story. So Advent's got that double duty of beginning and end.
1: Yeah. And we talked, we talked a lot about that in the last episode too. So
0: yeah, you just know me. I'll talk about Advent whenever I can. Um, (laughs) And then it leads us to Christmas, which is all right. It's happened. He's here. Um, The incarnation has happened. Hmm. And then here comes Epiphany reminding us that the incarnation is not a secret. Yeah. It has to be revealed. It's revealed in the actions of others. It's revealed in the actions of Jesus himself. It's revealed through miracle. It's revealed through obedience and humility. It's revealed through generosity. Like it can't be a secret. (laughs) And so, like, if that's not a call to discipleship and missions and inclusivity and, um, like, doing the down and dirty, nitty-gritty work of the kingdom of God, then I think we're doing epiphany wrong. Mm. We have to go and do – we have to be the epiphany. And that's why I like the name epiphany is because we are the – like, we are called to – through the power of the Holy spirit kind of be that image of the kingdom that gives the opportunity for people to have that epiphany moment in their own heart and mind and soul Mm -hmm. where they realize like they see something different. They see something happening. They see the like manifestation of Jesus Christ in the work of Christians and in the work of the church. Mm. And that's the moment where like the aha moment, the actual epiphany
1: that people have.
0: One of my, I don't know, phrases that I keep saying to myself, and I feel like I've been saying it more and more to myself is no one's ever had their mind changed because someone was a jerk to them. (laughs) As I watch like Facebook and social (laughs) media, just degrade from, I have a thought to just utter vitriol and hate and spite We're not even lobbing barbs anymore at each other. We're lobbing mortar shells at this point. Yeah, man. But it's the reminder that, like, the incarnation doesn't come in, like, shock and awe. Even the revelation of Jesus's power
1: Mm.
0: was to make wine at a party that everyone else could enjoy. Right. And, like, good wine.
1: Good wine. The best. Best
0: wine. Yeah. Not garbage wine, which is most of the wine I've ever had in my life because I'm poor. <laughs> I've had good wine one time in my life. One. Yeah. And I understood in that moment why people look at wine as fancy and complex. I was like, "Oh, this has flavors for days." Oh man. Yeah, this has notes Wait. like a fugue. Like Are you telling
1: me Are you telling me that there's wine that doesn't come from a box at Trader Joe's? Is that?
0: Mhm. Mhm. Wow. Uh, it, it's in nice restaurants though like it's in restaurants where i had to wear a coat Ooh, like i had to wear yeah. nice pants or they wouldn't let me in <laughs> yeah but like so even the revelation of jesus that was the revelation of power wasn't like he struck a dude dead from a hundred yards or he even think of being thinking of some other biblical miracles like he didn't call down plagues he didn't drown an army in a parted sea rushing back together, like Mm. not to cast shade on other miracles, but like, it wasn't that kind of miracle. It wasn't that kind of power demonstrated. It was Mm. like, yeah, I'll show my power by like treating everyone. And granted the, the vessels he used to make the wine imply other things theologically, but like we are not getting into that today Today? because i'm super not prepared to talk about that i don't remember my old new testament notes well enough to do it off the top of my head but i do remember that it had implications for like purity and the law and all these kinds of things but at the end of the day like everybody got really good wine everybody got to enjoy their life their life at that party got a little bit more abundant to take the words of jesus himself like that's the epiphany And then if you track the rest of the season and then even moving into Lent, as we watch the ministry of Jesus unfold, we see again and again, the revelation of who Jesus is, is not who it was not what it was thought to be. The revelation again and again is humility and care and kindness Mm. and mercy and healing, restoration, wholeness. Like that's, the revelation of jesus christ and so by having epiphany right after christmas to remember that like yes god is incarnate god is a is a body now because what you do with your body matters right other people's bodies matter how we treat them how we handle them how we engage them we'll hear jesus say like oh you served me so well like when did we ever even like meet you when did we ever find you it's like oh well You like, when did you, you gave me water, you gave me food, you Mm. gave me clothing. Like, that's what you did. That's the good stuff. The Beatitudes are physical. Like, it's emotion and it's need and it's pain and it, yeah, it's bodies. And then here comes Epiphany saying like, okay, cool. Yeah, you are incarnate. Mm. You are the image of God in a body. The power of the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Go be Epiphanies. Mm. Go do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then we get to Lent, which follows, and it reminds us that like, hey, remember when we said go be Epiphanies? You didn't always do it good. (laughs) Yeah, let's take this season to do some self-reflection and find out where we goofed it and like, hey, my bad, let's now try to do better. Like, And so it reminds us of what our identity is because, again, one of the Epiphanies is baptism.
1: Mm.
0: And so we're reminded that yeah, the revelation of who we are. Yeah, I man, Epiphany is a season, and again, we, we said earlier that it's easy to lose sight of it. I have to confess I lose sight of it most years.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm not thinking Epiphany. I'm not thinking like I'm also coming off of what in non COVID years is the most exhausting month of my life. Yeah, absolutely. December is insane kid programs and youth programs and adult programs and extra services and extra rehearsals. And just like everything is everything in December. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. I don't, I'm not uh, fine. Epiphany. Like, cool. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. then I'm all, I'm already looking towards, well, what are we going to do for, what Easter? do you do for?
1: Yeah. What do you do for Easter? Yeah. yeah.
0: What, what, what music am I going to do? I got to find brass parts for a quartet. I got to find a big choral anthem. I got to find a big choral and congregational anthem. Mm. Like I Easter is the longest day of the year. (laughs) I'm, I'm up and going to church before Starbucks is open. And that should have been in the Bible somewhere that says, Hey, don't do that. That's right. It's it's, I love Easter, but Oh, it's the worst. Like I'm exhausted (laughs) as a person, as a, as a follower of God, it's a wonderful and beautiful day. Yeah. Uh, And I love it, but man, I (laughs) crash my, after my like first or second Easter here, I got home and I'm wiped out. I'm exhausted. I took a nap at four o'clock and woke up at seven o'clock the next morning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I slept for 15 hours. Oh man. Yeah. Jesus rose again. I decided not to. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm done. I'm out. But, uh, yeah. So, so to have epiphany in there is the reminder of, yeah, we're moving towards Easter where Jesus dies and rises again in a body, a glorified <laughs> one, still body, um, do something with your body, do it, go do things. Mm. And it's so easy to lose sight of that without that lamp can get a little dark. Mm. If we're not coming at it from, I think, an epiphany mindset Where we were first called to go be epiphanies, to go be revelations of Jesus to people. Right. Moving into Lent is a reminder that, hey, we don't always do that great, but it starts positive and then it's let's check it. If we lose that, then we just hit Lent and it's just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're the worst. Yeah. We just goof it all the time. And so, Epiphany softens Lent and makes Lent hopeful, which pulls back Advent because Advent starts with hope. It's right. funny how all this stuff actually hangs together. It's, it's
1: it's like it's intended to fit together. Yeah, it? that's funny.
0: <laughs> and and like this is what liturgy is for me. Liturgy isn't just fun worship things. Like liturgy is the foundation of my entire approach to my spirituality. Like, yeah, because it's it's the story, it's the narrative, and yeah. we are narrative people. We like yeah. story. We, we like, like story. We like a context, and the liturgical year gives context each and every time, while also being new each and every time because we grow and change and develop ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, it is very beautiful. Tell me how, um, kind of moving into a practical side and practical ideas and things. What is what does the season of Epiphany look like as a worship planner? As you're planning services, as you're looking at music, as you're saying, what what's gonna, how's this gonna best engage, uh, and be an experience for our people? What's that look like for you?
0: It's hard, and we 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 we've talked about this before, you and me. Uh, name a good Epiphany song. Right. Neat. I yep. yeah. That was my entire list. <laughs> I guess it's what, We Three Kings. Yikes. Right um the closest we get and what i'll what i always plan for the last sunday of christmas so we we sang it uh on the third is the first noel because it and by the light of that same star three wise men came from like it it talks about the adoration of the magi in the first noel mm-hmm. so it's a great transition song transition him to go from christmas died to epiphany but yeah no epiphany's tricky because there's not a lot of great imagery
1: Mm.
0: associated with epiphany. There's not a lot of great music. And again, you're coming off of like (laughs) the number one heaviest hitter season music wise. Right. Christmas music is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's got the best tunes and there's like a million of them. Mm. There's so much, there's a wealth of amazing Christmas music. Mm. Advent's got some good ones. Ad- Ad- Advent's got some, some heavy hitters, but nothing compares to Christmas. Not even right. musically, at least. Like, Christmas is it. And so I think that's also the hangover going into Advent from a practical standpoint is you go from just Scrooge McDuck style diving into a vault full of songs you can do that everyone loves <laughs> to nothing. I that's, that's hard. Um, So then you've got, instead of just going seasonal, you've got to go kind of thematic in my mind. Yeah. Um, So I think there always have to be songs about doing. Mm. We've sung and celebrated the preparation anticipation. We've sung and celebrated the coming and the incarnation. Now we celebrate the incarnation in action.
1: Hmm.
0: So songs about our calling songs about our identity. You can dip into some baptismal hymns, even if you're not doing a baptism, like that imagery works, especially when you're on the scriptures that are the baptism of Jesus. I think missional hymns work great in epiphany. Things about our calling, things about going and doing and serving, meeting the needs of people like That is so much of what Epiphany can really, really be standout about. And also hymns about inclusivity. uh, The the one I always think of like in Christ, there is no East or West.
1: Hmm.
0: It's not the most well-known hymn, but it's one I've I've programmed several times, but songs that remind us that like, yeah, the adoration of the Magi was the revelation of Jesus to the Gentiles. Like this Jewish Messiah from the jump, like, Hmm. With one of the very, very first stories we get Mm -hmm. about Jesus that isn't the birth is Gentiles. Yeah. And so you can't not, in my mind, you can't, like, responsibly and holistically engage epiphany without also engaging um, inclusivity. Yeah. Because from the jump, he was for Mm -hmm. more than, what's the line from Hamilton, more than anyone bargained for? Yeah, he was for more than what they expected. He was for more than who he who they thought he was. Yeah, so that's thematically what I think works liturgically for Epiphany.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I, f- I find that hard um, as well because it's most of the time. Because like even even where I am now, like this past week, um, this past Sunday, we started, which was uh, January third. Yeah, we started a brand new series right off the bat, top of the year, um, on Hosea. And so we started this Hosea series. I think it's a six week, six, six week series we're doing, you know? And so there's not really a, you know, I don't know if you've read, I don't know if you've ever read the first chapter of Hosea. Uh, it does not, it does not lend itself at all for epiphany. And so with this whole theme and the whole idea of where we were, where we were starting the week, it was so hard and so what happened was we just, we kind of, what I actually did was I planned the week prior to that, I kind of built in our Epiphany week. And so that when we get to this Sunday, which, you know, which would have been, I guess, started Epiphany season, I kind of, is that right? Is it it's almost is the Sunday closest to Epiphany or is it the Sunday after?
0: No, no, it's the Sunday after. Cause okay. Because technically okay. before Epiphany, you're still in You're Christmas. still
1: in Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So. So uh in any case, we you know, we're gonna be in this in this season of Epiphany. We're you know, we're totally into a different uh theme. And so anyway, uh all that to say, it kind of got swept, like you say, I think for most people and most most churches, it kind of gets swept under the rug. because um, we're done with Christmas. We're you know, if we haven't already, we're starting to take down the Christmas tree and all the Christmas decorations. And it's just hard to it's hard to think in that series. We're, now we're in a new year. Now it's time to kind of take a big, deep breath and gear up for what's next. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the next big season? Right, um, right. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, when I look at Epiphany, I always kind of, I gravitate towards that, not revelations so much as like the revelation of John <laughs> at the end of the book. Right. But I think more of the revelation of Christ. And so for me in that epiphany, man, it's, it's not just about doing, like you said, where do you find epiphany songs? Cause there's not any, nope. right? So what I, what I tend to lean towards is if I'm, if I'm theming epiphany, I lean towards what are songs that help us express the revelation of who Christ is. And so yep. those are the Sundays that I pull out songs like in Christ alone. And I pull out songs like, behold the lamb and things that, that help us say, this is who Christ is. Anyway, that's kind of how it works out for me. um, Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the contemporary world. Um, And, and I'm in a church now that doesn't necessarily, we don't hold real tight and close to the liturgical calendar. So we're not, I mean, we, we do, you know, there are things obviously we'll do Easter. Um, I'm not sure what we do with Lent. It's been mentioned, but I don't know. This will be my first year here doing Lent. I mean, <laughs> when there's not COVID.
0: Right, uh, yeah. Like well, lockdown
1: COVID going on. Yeah, yeah, lockdown COVID. <laughs> yeah, there is still hard. COVID.
0: Yeah, all right, yeah. right. Here, we but, here at the Bearded Levites do acknowledge that yes, COVID. We is absolutely a acknowledge. Pandemic.
1: That it is Please real. wear your mask and wash Please. your hands. That's right.
0: Physically distance. Please. Uh,
1: and get your vaccine. Please be safe. But, you know, this will be the first year that I think, I think, I mean, who knows, what happens um, in the coming days because I mean, the numbers are spiking. But I think that I think this will be the first year where I will actually be able to plan for corporate worship for Lent and for Easter. And so I, I don't know what it looks like here um, Yeah, because yeah. last year when I did it, we were all in lockdown. So it was all online. And uh, that's the times I sat and you know, I sat in a chair and I sang to a computer screen and you know, we mixed all that in, we made it happy. So, It'll be interesting to see. That's all. That's all I'm getting at and saying that. But, um, yeah, so for, um, for epiphany, it's, it, it does, it just kind of gets swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's why I'm glad we're talking about it because maybe, maybe it encourages you. Maybe it encourages you. If you're a planner, if you're a worship planner, if you're a pastor, if you're whatever, even if you're just on the worship team, you're like, Hey, I heard these two crazy guys talking about this thing called epiphany. Can we talk about that? You know, what does that look like for you as a church? You know, I don't know. That's kind of where I land. Um, hopefully it's an encouragement to you yeah. to be able to go out and 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 maybe start thinking about these in, in different ways.
0: What I've realized more and more is we did the prep for this and I've just been the last couple of years in school, especially for those who don't know, I'm getting my doctorate in ministry currently in liturgy um, at the uh, beautiful, beautiful University of the South. Like, man, that's a gorgeous, gorgeous campus is epiphany is a gr- amazing season for seeing how liturgy can kind of stand on its own as a foundational like theological spiritual discipleship missional element and foundation huh. advent and christmas go together and kind of feel like oh we did christmas and we're a little bit done lent and easter same thing we do easter like we did it nailed it Uh, Pentecost is like a beautiful red day, but then we get this season of epiphany just in the middle for a few weeks that doesn't necessarily directly lead to anything. Like again, we said it all flows together, but it is neither the preparation nor the culmination of any season. It is Mm. simply there. But in this episode, we've talked about how it touches everything. It does. Like it yeah. touches discipleship in learning and growing and better understanding who Jesus is and having your own epiphanies about the character and person of Jesus Christ. It pushes us to see ourselves as missional. It pushes us to see ourselves as a place of welcome and safety and inclusion. It pushes us to, go and do and move and be like all just in this little green bit of time. Yeah. Um, and like, for me, that's like incredibly moving. Uh, cause I, again, like my whole spiritual life is liturgical. Mm. I see it as the foundation of everything. So to have little old epiphany, the easiest to overlook of all church seasons Be that uh, holistic, that all-inclusive, all-encompassing is really powerful. Mm. It deserves way better than to be the middle time but after Christmas before uh, we do Easter. Yeah. Deserves way more than that.
1: Mm. And I do love that when you start looking at all this, I mean, from, as you've already said, I mean, from from Advent into Christmas – to Epiphany, to Lent, and to Easter, into Pentecost, it it does create this beautiful story. Mm-hmm. It creates this beautiful arc of, of of this narrative arc that just says, "Here, here is here's the here's the gospel story." I mean, yeah. this, is, this is this is it. This is what this is about. This is why we celebrate. This is why we gather together. This is why we, you know, this is why we go ye therefore into the nation. That this is it. And I, I, it's a beautiful, for me, it's a beautiful picture. I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think it does deserve a little more uh, recognition. Um, and I've had uh, colleagues
0: and friends through the years say like, well, we don't need any of this. Like whether we do Epiphany or Advent or what Lent or even like Christmas and Easter as church events, like Jesus was still born. Jesus still died and came back. God is still working in the world. Like wh- why, why do we need all this extra stuff? Because the extra stuff gives reference, it gives context, it gives focus, it makes it more engaging, more palatable in a like, taking it into myself sense. Is it necessary? No. But is it vital and full of vitality? I could not say yes, strongly enough. At at, at Trinity, at at my church currently, our our mission statement, which is relatively new, um, is like your story, our story, God's story coming together at Trinity. And the church calendar every year allows us to re-engage God's story, which is still going and will happen. God's going to keep working whether we do seasons or not. Right. But it lets me see my story As a part of this, both God's grand story and this community story wrapped up in God's story each and every year in a new way, every single time. And then we get epiphany right there in the middle saying like part of your story needs to be going and doing. You can't just say, yay, Jesus is here. Oh, Jesus died. Yay, Jesus came back and think you've done a good job. Mm. You got to go and do stuff.
1: I think yeah, and I think that that helps at least me. it helps me to understand you when I when I put it in terms of the of the liturgical calendar, it helps me better understand. I think of it kind of like um it, it's gonna kind of I don't know if this is the best analogy for it or not. It's never stopped um, before <laughs> um but I listen, I love ice cream. I love ice cream.
0: Yep. Keep going.
1: Um, I could just eat a plain, uh, just a bowl of plain ice cream, right? I would eat it all day long. But if I have some chocolate syrup or some sprinkles or some whipped cream or whatever else to put on top of it, it's going to make it that much better in my opinion. And the way the way that I look at this is when I, when I put all of this, when I put this walk, when I put this journey, when I put worship planning uh, into the lens of looking and planning all that through the liturgical calendar, it just adds that much more goodness on top of it for me. Um, and it gives me much more of an appreciation, um, and a better understanding of what it's all about to then, as you've said, it, it helps me then go, this is why I need to go and do, this is why I need to be sharing. This is why I need to be clothing those who don't have clothes and feeding those who don't have food and 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 meeting oppression where I see it. This is why, because we've better we've better holistically understood uh, what what this what this purpose is and what it's about. Um, well, good topic today. I, I as we kind of close out today, let me just reiterate. Um, you can always follow us online, uh, on social media. We're on uh, Facebook, uh, the bearded Levites podcast and check us out there. Um, like us, share us, whatever you do there on Facebook, yeah. uh, also on Instagram, the bearded Levites, uh, podcast. You can check us out there, follow us, uh, link up with us, connect with us there. You can also send us emails. Uh, I believe it's just bearded Levi's podcast at gmail.com. Send us email, send us your questions, send us your stories, send us your thoughts, send us your concerns.
0: Yeah. If you know, if like <laughs> send us your criticism song. Cause we, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Standing, There's no good epiphany yeah, it's songs. It's so if you're still there thinking the whole, like screaming at your podcast delivery yeah. device, like this one, this one, this one, like, please let us know. Man, yeah. I'd really love to, love to hear. It. Like I'd love to know real bad. Um, <laughs> and most importantly, follow us, Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe or Apple Podcasts, subscribe Apple on Spotify, Spotify. Um, leave a review.
1: Reviews. All that stuff is
0: always really good.
1: Reviews it, are the best.
0: Yeah, like that, man, that kicks a lot of metrics into gear yeah. um, for and all that matters. Like yep. we 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 will do this kind of no matter what, just because we enjoy doing it. But the more of an audience we can build, the better discussion we can have, the Absolutely. more of a community can be built. Absolutely. Um, so we we would love to have this. So if you enjoy it, share it around. Tell your friends. Uh, follow us. Rate us. Leave a review. All that stuff super helpful and very much appreciated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. And uh, if you want to know what we're talking about next time, you'll have to tune in. I'm, I'm, glad, not... I'm glad you said that quickly. <laughs> I'm glad to shout, it, shout it out. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next time uh, for the Beer and Leave Ads podcast. Y'all be safe.
0: God bless everybody. Wash your hands.
1: Bye bye.